You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, April 20th, and what a fine Wednesday it is. Do you know why? Today we have another installment of our Tech Talk series coming out. This one entitled, What's Up With Our Voice and Data Networks, starring James Seddon, James Madden, and Veronica Garcia of Network and Voice Operations. If you haven't heard these folks speak before, you're in for a real treat. Hear the latest in campus wireless and voice, as well as enjoy an audience Q&A. Don't miss it. Start time is 11.30 a.m. today. This will be recorded, so fear not if you can't make the live session you will find all the information and the Zoom link on the current homepage. Just scroll down until you see the Save the Date section. And because we all have to do it, I must remind you, your performance appraisal work needs to be done real soon. So do check out last week's podcast with Rashmi for more information if you missed it. And if you weren't sure, yes, we also have that info on the current homepage as well. Just remember, when in doubt, go to The Current, your friendly neighborhood intranet, the official intranet of our own IT services. All right, now, on with the show. Mark, would you please intro our next guest on the podcast, the wonderful Manisha Kanodia. This is Mark Herzberger. Today, I'm joined by Manisha Kanodia. She is our service offering manager for student affairs applications. Manisha, welcome back to the pod. How are you? Thank you, Mark. Always a pleasure. You've been on our pod a few times, but let's just refresh everyone's memory. What does it mean to be the service offering manager for student affairs? So as part of being a service offering manager, we enable solutions for all our clients under student affairs and any IT related support and services we can provide to them. We not only will be responsible for custom solution development, but we vet vended solutions for our clients. We work with the field support teams and infrastructure teams to design and support all IT related services for uh, the student affairs units. What are some of those services or like what functions? For example, if I would say we, in under global education, we have study abroad, uh, international students program office, international faculty and scholars office. All these deal with our international scholars, uh, support for international students. Uh, we work with vendors uh, which support Homeland Security compliance for our campus. We work with uh, the study abroad team to ensure how, you know, the processes and Regulations are handled for students traveling abroad at other universities, how their curriculums and stuff is worked on by registrars and different colleges. That's global education. If you jump back to, say, student life, there's Center for Student Involvement, university centers, entire student government body, which is undergrad student association, and the graduate student professional association. So we provide all kinds of support in that space for students then there is athletics and recreation, our student athletes, uh, whether it's uh, software that is being installed on the baseball field, hmm. or whether it is Outback Adventures, or whether it's compliance for all our student athletes in our recreation services. So that's all fun. And then we have our seven units under student retention and success. So which will be everything from undergraduate research hub, 
to our academic support, OISIS services, to CASP, our undocumented students, our transfer students. So anything and everything to do with IT solutions for those services, we help them. How long have you worked at UC San Diego and what are some of the jobs you've had over the years? So my journey with UC San Diego started about more than 13 years ago. I started my journey at the Rady School of Management, which was a very, very exciting position for me because I was involved, again, starting with software, custom applications to supporting vendor solutions. I was fully immersed in all database administration operations there. And I even got a chance to dip my hands into sysadmins, you know, dealing with Hyper-Vs and VMware. So I got a lot of fun there. And when an opportunity arised and I wanted to learn more and expand to offer help and connect with systems broader on campus, I took over a position at the executive vice chancellor's office. In that job, I got to support office for students with disabilities, academic integrity office, and I really enjoyed my work with institutional research departments, supporting all their data needs. So that was my journey. And when we were just doing all that, we decided that we would be part of the big ideas. Right. And did you go to school for software development or programming or a degree like that? Yes. I have my bachelor's in computer science uh, from the University of Mumbai. Sounds good. All right, let's uh, let's transition to something I wanted to bring up. You know, at the all hands meeting at the end of 2021, you were recognized with our IT Services Inclusive Excellence Award, and it's a award that recognizes staff. I will quote: "Who demonstrate exemplary leadership that manifests the ideals of equity, diversity, and inclusion in our department." What did it mean to you to be recognized with this award? I felt that. All the efforts and the extra mile that individuals who are creating awareness in that space and who are learning about this space and understanding how these issues are affecting higher ed, I felt that the efforts I was putting towards these learnings was recognized. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt that that will bring motivation to other colleagues to, again, create awareness, understand, and Uh, learn about these issues and how they can personally contribute and create a community of such people who uh, are looking into this and creating a better higher ed space for everybody to work on. And the award, it mentioned some of the specific things that you've contributed to. You've been on the Chancellor's Advisory Committee on the Status of Women for three years. You served as a co-chair of the Career Advancement Committee for the Association of Women in Science in the San Diego chapter. You've delivered some presentations about, I like this one, unhacking bias for more inclusive work environment in women in cybersecurity. So I see a theme here, Manisha, but uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What is it about, you know, it sort of advancing women's interest in IT that sparks this passion in you? I think it was eye-opening in about 2018 when colleagues on campus actually nominated me for Inclusivity Award Scholarship, which was by Internet2 which is like a not-for-profit community that supports research and services in higher ed. As part of that, I began to learn more about inclusivity issues across all universities in the nation. And the more I learned, the less I knew. And even though I have been fortunate to have fabulous colleagues throughout my career, I never realized that I was the only female on the team for years I never felt that way. I've been fortunate with the wonderful colleagues, but I did realize how we were not in equity in terms of numbers. 
in where we needed to be and how diversity actually brought different aspects and different thoughts on how we look at our processes and services. And we do serve a broad international population of students. So why not our staff be in the same space so that we provide the right services? When one thing led to the other by being part of that, I got motivated to join the Chancellor's Advisory Committee where I was just amazed about the amount of understanding I got with actual issues which women are experiencing in the PhD space, in the faculty space. And the more I learned about how faculties are researching for this gender gap, I thought I should do something, whatever in my capacity to learn more, to contribute more. Coincidentally, at about the same time, I was invited to be a speaker at the annual or biannual, I should say, Association for Women in Science Conference. I was happy to provide my STEM perspective, being in the technology space. And there itself, I was offered that I should probably lead career advancement and chair that committee. So I did embark on there, but it's a lot of time commitment. And during that time, I think ITS also provided opportunity to become part of Women in Cybersecurity group, where I was part of, they called it inclusive working group, which actually led me to collaborate with four women, you know, from one from IBM, one was a professor, assistant professor at the University of Washington, and one as a security engineer at um, Pacific Labs. And we were able to actually come up with this workshop for hacking unconscious bias for an inclusive work environment. And uh, I think that was a great opportunity for learning on how people were seeing these themes of issues across higher ed. So I think all in all, I think one thing led to the other. And I just got interested and passionate about how these things are affecting us in the workplace and just creating a community of how I can contribute my two cents to this, you know, how to build these pillars where we can address these systematic issues in a systematic way by just creating awareness and learnings is what I hope to do. What have you found most rewarding over the years with your involvement? I think awareness, being in IT, I was not aware of all the issues that women in IT actually will face in higher ed. Coming into management, I think I'm getting more aware of the actual issues that exist. So I think learning and awareness and having empathy for all the people who actually face these issues is what I feel is going to be helpful. And I think it's rewarding. What's left to be done? Or where are we on the pathway? Oh, I have not even scratched the surface in terms of my learnings. And um, given that I have a daughter, I think I'm continuously motivated that in a few years down the line, she's a teenager now and she will be entering the workforce. And I don't know whether she'll be a PhD student or not, or, you know, where will she be? But how can we create a safe space and an equitable environment for people who want to pursue these uh, fields keeps me motivated. So there's a lot to be done. All right. Yeah. So as, as we wind down, tell us more. Um, who's in your family and what are you all like doing together? very small. Uh, I have two kids. One's at college, one's in high school. Whenever I, my kid decides to visit from college, we try to go on short trips or hikes. And uh, yeah, I cook a lot. So I cook on the weekends or even on weekdays. What's your specialty? I would not say I have a specialty, but I like to experiment with all kinds of cuisines. Being a vegetarian, 
I love to experiment with different styles of cooking and incorporating them into my day-to-day life. Okay, sounds good. Manisha, any final words of wisdom? I would just say thank you to ITS for at least creating this as one of the goals. Mm -hmm. I see other leaders and managers uh, who are trying to create space to create awareness of these issues and engage in healthy conversations that people can learn more about them and then realize how they can personally contribute towards addressing some issues. So thank you. I'm happy to be part of such a working culture. Okay. I'm not going to let you go right away. It made me think of something. When people hear this and are inspired to get involved or make a difference, what can they do? What's the first step? We actually are lucky that we just started an inclusive excellence. I don't remember the title of our meeting, but inclusive excellence community, which they can get involved in right away. We have our EDI office. So our EDI, um, yeah, you know, the, the team itself, we can reach out to them on how you can create and address these things. There are many opportunities. If you're passionate about learning more on issues with faculty and health side, how female population is thinking or what they are trying to address, you can be part of the Chancellor's Advisory Committee. There are many, many institutions in San Diego chapter where you can go and contribute. I think all you need is time. <laughs> the most precious commodity. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here on the current podcast, Manisha. Thank you, Mark. Always a pleasure. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.